Good morning. Good morning. Welcome to Clinton United Methodist Church. My name is Pastor Michael. I'm happy to see you all here today on Transfiguration Sunday, or as one of my colleagues likes to refer to it as Shiny Face Jesus Day. Um, I'm hoping she's using that in her children's message, not in her sermon. Um, anywho, uh, we have a couple of things to tell you about before we get into our worship time. First, um, as you came in, you may have been handed a packet like this. If you did not get one, there are a bunch at the table outside you can on your way out. But this is our Lenten materials for this year. Um, first, you have a devotional um, that will carry you through Lent. And this was written by Henry Nowen. Uh, he's one of my favorite Christian authors. Um, he's written some really uh, incredible works um, including uh, recounting of his time working in a home for vulnerable adults and how much he kind of learned from that experience about his faith um, and how God works in the world. Um, I can't remember the title off the top of my head, but I've got it on my bookshelf at home. Um, so definitely if you're all looking for new reading material, everything I've read by him so far I've really enjoyed. Um, there's also a calendar with some scriptures um, and other information. Um, and then there's these things that I forgot what the company who makes them called. They look like bookmarks to me. Uh, but there's six of these, one for each week. Um, and there's uh, kind of like a, some liturgy you can go through on your own or with um, someone else or your whole house, depending on who's all in your house. Um, so please take a look at all of this, um, and, uh, and I encourage you to use it because Lent starts on Wednesday for Ash Wednesday, which, and this may be in the bulletin announcement, so I'm, if I'm stealing this, I apologize, but uh, there will be an Ash Wednesday service um, at Stony Creek at 7 o'clock on Wednesday um, that you are all invited to. Um, Stony Creek, for their COVID protocols, currently are requiring masks and vaccinations uh, to be uh, in service. We will also live stream that on Facebook. Um, and I'm probably forgetting something else, so I'm going to hand it over to you, and then I'll think of it midway through. Before you scare me. <laughs> he walks so quietly. Well, I think it says in the bulletin that we have bell choir and, and choir practice this week. Uh-uh. I'm on a cruise. I'm not here. So you guys get all next week off. Uh, but the second week in March, be back ready to play. I know there's the ad board meeting for bell choir, so we're missing a few there. But we're still going to have rehearsal. So bell choir uh, uh, Thursday at 6 on the 10th. And then sanctuary choir at 4 on the 11th on the cruise? Yeah. I thought that was how this worked. Hey, if they pay for the checked luggage, I'll, I'll take their luggage and they can be in it. Um, did you mention your Lenten study? No, no okay. I'm, I forgot that. Okay, I will do that. All right. Um, as you know, Lent begins on Wednesday. Pastor is beginning a Lenten um, Bible study here. It will be Thursdays at 1 o'clock. 
Um, there was information in your bulletin last week about the book to order. Um, some of us have gotten it, and it's very good. It's very good. I recommend it. Um, it comes pretty quickly through Amazon, also, if you haven't ordered it already. Also, uh, yeah, and the address is in here. Um, and then it tells in your bulletin the times of the Bible studies for the next seven weeks, every Thursday at 1. Bell Choir, as he mentioned, is here. And then also we have the library back there. Has anyone noticed the library? Do you know where the library is? Okay. There are a lot of good books back there. You're welcome to take one, read it, and bring it back, or take one and it disappears. We don't care for most of them. Just please make use of it if you can. Pop cans, we're still collecting. We have need of more greeters for Sunday morning. Um, if you haven't already signed up for Amazon Smile and Bush's Rewards, please remember to do that. Lisa will help do that, I believe. And then there's a list of items needed for the March food pantry. Closed closet at the Baptist Church on the 3rd, 4th, and 5th. They need help on Thursday, March 3rd from 9 to noon, and Saturday, March 5th, to put things away. And then there's the line dancing, Ash Wednesday service at Stony Creek. Um, at, uh, at our women's Bible study on Wednesday night, there are some of us who want to go to Stony Creek for that service. The rest of you are welcome to have your Bible study here, your normal Wednesday 6 o'clock Bible study, and the rest of us will just catch up the next week. And Sheila will be here to facilitate. And then you can see the trustees meeting at 10 on the 8th and line dancing at 10 and the blood drive and the food bank. So that is all of that. Okay, one more. Oh, sure. <laughs> see, he wants to scare me. I like the mic. What can I say? Uh, just another reminder that um, on the 30th of March, we're having the uh, uh, family dinner and fun night. Um, we pretty well got the meal set up for the first night, and we can kind of talk about after meals for the other months after that. Um, but if you have board games, adult board games, like bunk, I don't know what board games adults play, because I was an activity therapist. I played with mentally ill. We played trouble. Oh, and right you know, so, But if you have board games that adults would like to do, I'm going to get some playing cards if people want to play Euchre or Pinochle. Um, you know, so we're going to have activities for the adults. Linda and Kelly have graciously volunteered to do um, activities for the kids. Kelly's going to be reading to the young kids, and Linda's going to be doing an activity for the older kids. And then after that, we'll let them shoot some baskets or play some shuffleboard or but let them get a little energy out. So I think we're pretty well set for the first one. Uh, but I would like to have a meeting um, What's the 13th, the second Sunday in March? Whatever, sure. the Sunday after I get back, I'd like to have a quick meeting, anyone who's interested in it, yeah. just so we can make sure we get things finalized. But if you do have board games, email me so I kind of know what we have available. Thanks.
Yeah, but that's the day, day before the Swiss steak dinner, and we didn't want to do that. Yeah, that too. Yes. Good. I thought of one last thing. Oh, sure. You're good. Um, it is also uh, Scout Sunday, um, and I don't know if we have anybody who's currently a scout uh, with us right now, but I'm fairly confident we've got a couple uh, Eagle Scouts in this room, um, and I'd love to see if they would stand up, but I don't know if that's asking too much. You know, I think it should be. I'm not sure what the actual thing is, but as far as I'm concerned, yeah, it's both. Um, but so just keep that in mind. A lot of good stuff in the scouting programs for our, our young ones. Now I'm done. Okay. Yeah, the Girl Scouts get us yeah. the cookies. All right, choir intro. and join us for the call to worship. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the, and the fellowship, fellowship of the Holy Spirit, Spirit be with, with you. you. Jesus proclaims, you are the light of the world. Thanks, Thanks be, be to God. God. Our first hymn is hymn number 155 in your red hymnal.
our opening prayer. Please join me. Holy God, you gave the law to show your people the way of righteousness. Help us to receive your commandments as grace and live as your obedient children, that your goodness may shine through us. To the glory of your name, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. And then please join in the affirmation of faith. We believe in the love kingdom of God through Christ upon us, within us, beyond us. We believe the love kingdom is like a mustard seed sown in apparent insignificance, growing into magnificence for the greening of the world. We believe the love kingdom is like yeast inserted in humble significance into the dough of life expanding into enough bread for the world. We believe the love kingdom of God is like a treasure, lost and rendered insignificant under the ground, now found with joy and thanksgiving. We believe the love kingdom of God is like pearls. All others become insignificant when the largest, most beautiful pearl of all is found. We, we believe, believe the love kingdom, kingdom of God is like, is like a, a net full of fish, where even insignificant sardines are saved, but worm-ridden snookfish are thrown away. We believe in the love kingdom of God through Christ upon us, within us, beyond us, where the meek and the poor, the merciful and the hungry, rejoice with the angels of God. Loving God, we believe, we scatter our unbelief. Amen. You may be seated. Like a spring whose water never fails, God calls us to share what we have received. Let us offer ourselves and our gifts to God.
Please rise as you are able and join me in our doxology. Loving God, we give thanks for all you have given to us and praise you for your astounding goodness. Receive the dedication of our hearts, minds, and bodies for the ministry of your church. Bless our offering for the work of your kingdom and give us wisdom for the right use of all you have provided. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. We will continue with hymn number 557, Blessed Be the Tie That Binds. be seated. It is now time for our youth moment. I'd like to invite all of our youth and children to come grab a chair. up here. I won't bite, I promise. All right, we got a full house. 
Good morning. How are you guys doing? Everybody awake? Most of them, kind of. Oh, I'm sorry. I've had a lot of those lately. Yeah, that might be a sinus headache. Yeah. Yeah, that's where I get a lot of mine, too. So, when I was little, way back when the dinosaurs were around, um, someone in Sunday school taught me something. I want to see if you guys know this or not. Um, it goes, here is the church, here is the steeple, open the doors, and there's all the people. Have you guys learned that one? Yeah. So, if I were to ask you, what's the church? What would you say? What would you say? If I said, what's the church? What would you say? Okay. Okay, well, what would you say? Church is the house of God, okay. What would you say? House with Jesus, okay. What would you say? Oh, someone's cheating and reading ahead. Okay, what would you say? <laughs> Place where people come to learn about God, okay. So, other than Olivia, because she read ahead, um, <laughs> I'm, I know, I'm being silly. What would you all say if I told you the church is not the building? What would you say? Well, hold on, you already know the answer. <laughs> what would you say? It is the people, that's right. This space we're in right now, we call it the sanctuary. That's where we have, we have worship, right? And then... Right outside those doors, that hallway area is the narthex. And there's Sunday school rooms, we have the gym, and there's the balcony, and there's offices. But when we talk about the church, we're talking about the people. It's not the building, it's the people. So what does that mean when... When Jesus or, the, or some of the apostles or other people, when, when they said to love the church, were they saying that we should love the building? What were they saying? That's right. We need to love the people. It's okay to like the building and even love the building, but, but the focus that Jesus wanted us to remember was to love the people, love each other. And you know what else is really cool about that? Since the church isn't the building, it's the people, that means we are the church whether we're here, in the parking lot, out in the grass, anywhere. Yes. That's good. We should love each other. And as the church, we also sometimes refer to ourselves as the family of God. Because God sees all of us as God's children. And now that might be easy when we think about 
you guys, because the way we refer to people in your age group are usually children or young adults, but all those people still sitting there, they're all children of God too. Even the ones that don't have any hair or it's gray or white or I'm trying not to call out anyone specifically. Um, We are all children of God. And as the church, that means we can go anywhere in the world and be the church. And the church is called to be God's hands and feet. That means we're called to go out and help people and tell them about Jesus and everything he did. And so whenever you go anywhere, you are the church. Okay? That kind of makes sense? A little bit maybe? I know we always think of the building as the church, but I'm telling you, I promise it's in the Bible, the people are the church. Yes. Yep, that's right. There is a hymn in there that we are the church. See, it's all over the place. It's all around us. So here's what I want you guys to do. I want you guys, as you go about your week and you go to school and you hang out with your friends and you're with your families and everything, I want you to remember that you are the church. So everywhere you go, everything you say and do, you are a reflection of God to the world. So when you do nice things for people and you help people, you are showing them God's love. Okay? Does that sound pretty good? Mostly? Got to get some more coffee in this group. Okay. All right. I need your help with one more thing before you go off to Sunday school and learn a bunch of stuff and hang out. And yes, it is the Lord's Prayer. We're going to do it all together, all at the same time. So if you could fold your hands, and here we go. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. You guys are awesome. Miss Diana has some suckers there. You can grab one of those and then head off to Sunday school. And make sure you listen well to your teachers and learn something fun and new and exciting. You look in your bulletin, you will see um, our most recent list of prayer requests. Um, And before I read through those, I want to um, start with asking for prayers for the Ukraine. Um, 
what we are seeing right now is an atrocity. There are innocent lives being taken. And not only do we need to pray for the people of the Ukraine, I think we also need to pray for the people of Russia as over, I think it's, I don't know what the most recent number is, but over two or 3,000 protesters in Russia have been uh, arrested. Um, I recently saw something that had not yet been uh, verified, but that there was a battalion of some 5,000 Russian soldiers who refused uh, to go uh, into the Ukraine um, and may have actually started a little bit of a riot. I'm not totally clear on that. Um, and again, it hasn't been uh, verified uh, at this moment, but um, but there are a lot of prayers needed there. Um, in our prayer requests in your bulletin, um, we have prayers for Blair, Diana's son. He's having a lot of neck pain from an injury he received uh, earlier. Um, we have prayers for Jake and Hannah Brooks' family. Their son, Quinn, has COVID, and Hannah is due any day now with their third son. Um, yes? Nobody can hear you. So update, um, Jake and Hannah, none of the rest of them have gotten COVID, so that's just been a blessing. Um, and she is now went to the hospital this morning to be induced, So and Jake can be with her, so it's all worked out really well. So we just pray for a smooth and fast delivery for them. And are we also praying for them because they're having a third son? <laughs> I got two. I'm Say, I got two. I, it's where you... Um, anyway, um, prayers for uh, Darren and Linda Miller. Their family is in need of prayers right now. Uh, we continue to pray for Aubrey, uh, the young first grader who uh, suffered a head injury when she was sledding. Um, prayers for Kathy, a friend of Sandy's who suffered a heart attack. She's doing better now? Is she at home or is she? Okay. Okay, but still good to send prayers. Uh, continued prayers for Jeff, uh, who had his kidney surgery that went well, and he's at home continuing to recover. Um, continued prayers for John, Sarah's dad, um, who's been having some health issues. He is out of the hospital and home now, uh, but they're still trying to figure out some stuff. Uh, continued prayers for Aiden. Um, who was hurt in a snowboarding accident recently. Um, prayers also for Alex, uh, whose show horse um, injured its eye, or got its eye injured. Uh, do we have any updates on how the horse is doing? I don't see them. Okay. Um, continued prayers for Noah. Um, he, had a he had surgery recently to remove a tumor from his jaw, um, as well as a lot of uh, the bone and stuff in this area. Uh, it's going to be a long-term recovery. Uh, there's more surgery down the road. Um, we have uh, prayers for the voice, uh, for the 
voice for the family of uh, Frank Beckman, a co-worker of Rick's who passed away a few weeks ago. He was known as many as the voice of Michigan football at their radio station. Uh, we're continuing to pray for Sue Hartag. Um, she has completed her treatment, but she is still in a lot of pain. Um, and I don't know what the next, uh, what next steps are. I need to check in with her um, in terms of her treatment. Um, prayers for Carrie Langdon's family. Her aunt Kathy passed away last Saturday morning. We're asking for prayers for Becky Shadley's family. She passed away from COVID. I'm sorry? Kathy and Becky. Okie dokie. Um, uh, Diane Gieske is sending a big thank you to everyone for their, their thoughts and prayers as she is recovering from her surgery early in January. Um, continued prayers for Diana's stepson, Todd, and their family. His wife passed away at the beginning of February very unexpectedly. Uh, prayers of healing for Bill as he is fighting cancer. Um, prayers for strength for his family. That's Bill Marshall. Um, we're asking for prayers for Alice's sister, Nancy, um, in hoping she's able to adjust to assisted living. I'm asking for prayers for comfort and peace. We are continuing to pray for uh, Kim Daisy and her family. Her five-year-old granddaughter passed away very unexpectedly um, a few weeks ago. And continued prayers of comfort and uh, peace for the family of Marilyn Randolph, who passed away uh, recently. I'm going to guess, since you're standing there, you've got some more. Yes, absolutely. I have, uh, many of you, I think, know Jeff Harris, who was a member here for some time. He has moved on from here, but he has continued his uh, studies for ministry. And in during this process, he has also began uh, having his mission project in Nicaragua, and he spends time each year in Nicaragua. However, he's been having problems. He had hip replacement surgery here a short time ago, and after his hip surgery, he had terrible pain in his knee. And he, they said, well, it can't be related to the hip replacement surgery, but the pain continues, and he's been treating for it ever since, and he's finally getting different treatment. Yesterday he was going, no, not yesterday, day before, on Friday. He had a doctor's appointment with a new kind of doctor, and they, the physical therapist that he was going to said that his pain going down through his thigh and into his knee is more likely coming from his back, from his his spinal column. So they are still working, and he was asking for the prayers of er anyone and everyone uh, for help to find out what's wrong and for healing of that so that he can continue his mission work. Thank you. Do we have other prayers we'd like to lift up this morning? One, twice, both. Okie dokie. If you would please join me in an attitude of prayer. Almighty God, through the testimony of those who know your love, 
you have guided us to ask for what we need. Our Lord Jesus called his disciples to live as a city on a hill and a lamp on a stand, that all may see the glory of God. We pray for the church, the community of disciples. Grant that we, who claim the name of Christ, may shine as light into our dark world. Our brother Paul led the church, not by lofty words of human wisdom, but by wisdom born of your spirit. We pray for those who serve the church. Let our pastors, teachers, and those who minister in the name of Christ forsake worldly knowledge that perishes and be led by your truth. Blessed are those who honor your commandments, O Lord. We pray for the world, for the governments and for its leaders. We pray all who rule would honor justice and compassion and work to serve the common good that all people may flourish. You teach us to offer food to the hungry and satisfy the needs of the afflicted. We pray for the sick, the hungry, the poor, the homeless, and those who are oppressed. Let your church minister to those in distress and bear witness to your abiding compassion for all who suffer. To you, O God, we pray, through Christ, with Christ, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, forever and ever. Amen. If you would please join me aloud in our prayer for illumination. Lord, open our understanding by the power of the Holy Spirit, that as the word is proclaimed, we may receive holy wisdom to understand the gifts you have bestowed on us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We will now hear from our sanctuary choir.
Our first scripture reading is Hebrews 10, 19 through 25, a call to preserve. Therefore, my friends, since we have confidence to enter the sanctuary by the blood of Jesus, by the new and living way that he opened for us through the curtain, that is, through his flesh, and since we have a great priest over the house of God, let us approach with a true heart in full assurance of faith with our hearts sprinkled clean from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold fast to the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who has promised is faithful. And let us consider consider how to provoke one another to love and good deeds, not neglecting to meet together, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day approaching. The word of God for the people of God, and you say, thanks, thanks be, be to, to God. God. I don't have my... <laughs> if you would uh, rise yeah. as you are able, our next hymn is uh, printed in your bulletin, yeah. number 2223, they'll know we are Christians by our love.
You may be seated. Our second readings for today come from Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 through 10, which you can find on page 869 in your pew Bibles. And then we will go to the Gospel of Matthew chapter 5, verses 14 through 16, which you can find on pages 719 and 720. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God, not the result of works, so that no one may boast. For what we are, he has made, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand to be our way of life. You are the light of the world. A city built on a hill cannot be hid. No one, after lighting a lamp, puts it under the bushel basket, but on the lampstand, and it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, so they may see your good works and give glory to your Father in heaven. This is the word of God for the people of God. And you say, thanks be to God. Please join me again in an attitude of prayer. Loving and grace-giving God, you sent your Son, Jesus Christ, to save the world. He healed the sick, fed the hungry, and brought back the dead to life. His disciples and apostles established your church on earth, and that church became the hands and feet of Christ in the world. Help us, the church in the present and the church of the future, to remember that we are the people, not the building. Help us remember that we are called to still be the hands and feet of Christ in the world, to bring healing, hope, grace, and love to all creation. And now may the words of my mouth, the meditations of our hearts together in this place be pleasing in your sight, O God, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Well, here we are. We have reached the final and closing week of our February sermon series, All About Love. Throughout this series, we've been looking at love and the characteristics of love through the lenses of reason, experience, tradition, and scripture. The first week we talked about what love is and how we should go out and love one another using those characteristics that we identified. The second week we talked about what love is not, especially that human love does not have the authority to judge someone's worthiness of God's love and grace. Last week we talked about what love does do and what love does not do and the importance of loving God, one another, and also ourselves. Today on this final Sunday of February, we're going to be talking about loving the church, and that will mean also looking at how we define the church. In addition to looking at some references from popular culture, we will spend the majority of our time examining what we find in Scripture and how our tradition and experience connect into a coherent understanding of the church and of loving the church. And as it is the final week, I once again want to go through the special holidays for today and this week. I can't help myself, I'm sorry. So here we go, one last time, at least for a while anyways. Get your calendars ready, here we go. Today is National Protein Day, National Strawberry Day, 
No-Brainer Day, which I had to look up because I needed to know. Apparently, it's meant to encourage us to keep things simple and try to resolve situations calmly without stress. It is National Pokemon Day, a favorite of AJ's and many of his classmates, and I'm sure a few of the uh, fo little folks that join us here. It is International Polar Bear Day, so if you see a polar bear before you run, say hi. Um, and it is, and I'm going to butcher this one again, Anosomia Awareness Day. Uh, Anosomia is the loss of the sense of smell, or as some people will call it, being nose blind. Uh, the loss of smell is actually associated with diseases that affect brain cells, like Alzheimer's. And of course, as some of us know, it is a symptom of COVID-19. Tomorrow is Floral Design Day, International Sword Swallowers Day. I don't think I've met one of those yet or not knowingly, uh, National Chocolate Souffle Day, National Public Sleeping Day, and if I read that correctly, I understand that to mean falling asleep in public, uh, which right now might not be the best idea, um, and Rare Disease Day. Tuesday is National Peanut Butter Lovers Day, National Sportsmanship Day, it is Mardi Gras, it is National Black Women in Jazz and the Arts Day, it is National Pancake Day, which I think could go very nicely with National Peanut Butter Lover's Day. And strawberry, yeah. Uh, it's Fat Tuesday. It's Punchki Day. Uh, it is Self-Injury Awareness Day, World Compliment Day, and World Music Therapy Day. Wednesday, of course, is Ash Wednesday. It is World Teen Mental Health Wellness Day. National Banana Cream Pie Day. National Old Stuff Day which could be interpreted a lot of different ways, and Dr. Seuss's birthday. You forgot a very important one. Which one? Wednesday is Prince Spaghetti Day. Oh, I did forget that. You're right. I was so excited about Punchki Day. Um, anyway, uh, Thursday is World Hearing Day, Peach Blossom Day, National If Pets Had Thumbs Day, I have no idea. Um, World Wildlife Day and National Cold Cuts Day. Friday is National Pound Cake Day. World Day of Prayer. National Tartar Sauce Day. I don't recommend celebrating that with Pound Cake Day. Uh, National Safety Day. National Employee Appreciation Day. And National Grammar Day. So watch your words on Friday. And finally, Saturday is National Cheese Doodle Day. Real Film Day, and Multiple Personality Day, which is meant as an awareness of not that you should attempt to develop additional ones for yourself. So there you go. I might do this again in a few months, especially if something fun or strange happens, but I'll give you guys a break through lunch at least. Let's go back to talking about loving the church and, and see what we find from some current authors and Christian leaders, what they have to say about the church. Dr. Paul David Tripp, who is a pastor, event speaker, and a best-selling and award-winning author, he once wrote, the church is not a theological classroom. It is a conversation, confession, repentance, reconciliation, forgiveness, and sanctification center. 
where flawed people place their faith in Christ, gather to know and love him better, and learn to love others as he designed. Author and Scottish theologian Thomas Forsyth Torrance once shared that when we speak of the church as the body of Christ, we are saying that it is given such union with Christ that it becomes a communion filled and overflowing with the divine love. Anglican cleric and theologian John Stott believed that these then are the marks of the ideal church. Love, suffering, holiness, sound doctrine, genuineness, evangelism, and humility. They are what Christ desires to find in his churches as he walks among them. John of Shanghai and San Francisco, a prominent East Orthodox religious leader um, of the Russian Orthodox Church outside Russia, He was very active in the mid-20th century. He claimed that Christ, invisible to the bodily eye, manifests himself on earth clearly through his church. The church is the body of Christ both because its parts are united to Christ through his divine mysteries and because through her Christ works in the world. Christian speaker, author, and artist Eric Samuel Tin once argued that the church is not a brick-and-mortar structure. The church is made of flesh and bone. Followers of Christ are the church. Christian author Holly Sprink wrote that instead of practicing philonosis, which means loving the stranger, we find many times that the church is xenophobic. We forget that Jesus, whom we claim to follow, was the ultimate lover of otherness in people. Even differences in religion didn't freak Jesus out when it came to loving people. Right there, we have some things we can sort through, not just in loving the church, but also in defining the church. Tripp reminds us that the church isn't a classroom, but rather a place for things like forgiveness and confession and conversation and to learn more about loving God and loving one another. Torrance points out that the church is the body of Christ filled with divine love. Stott talks about the ideal church, one that loves, suffers, follows sound doctrine, is genuine, commits to authentic evangelism, and is humble. John of uh, Shanghai stresses that it is through the church that Christ is manifest in the world and through which Christ works in the world. Tim emphasizes that the church is not the building, but the people, the congregation. I want to say that again. The church is not the physical building in which we gather for worship and fellowship, but is instead the people who gather here for worship and participate in working in God's ministry. And finally, Sprink, she reminds us that we must be careful especially as the church, we must be careful to avoid becoming xenophobic, forgetting that Jesus, the Jesus we claim to follow, the Son of God, was the ultimate lover of otherness in people. Those last two especially help us to understand how to love the church. If the church is the people and not the building, 
then for us to love the church, we have to love the people. That means each other, regardless of the difference or unique things about each and every person. And when we do that, when we are able to love the church and therefore love the people, that is when the church, again, still talking about the people, that is when the church becomes that place that Tripp talked about, a place for conversation and confession and repentance and reconciliation and forgiveness and sanctification, a place where we learn more about how to love God and love one another. What does Scripture say? Let's go back to our readings for today and and start with our verses from Hebrew. That section is titled, A Call to Persevere. In the first verse, there's a reference to the physical building where it says, Therefore, my friends, since we have confidence to enter the sanctuary by the blood of Jesus. But again, we need to remember the sanctuary is part of the building. It is not the church. We do find a reference, I believe, to the church in verses 24 and 25. And let us consider how to provoke one another to love and good deeds, not neglecting to meet together, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day approaching. Those kinds of actions, provoking each other to love and do good deeds and to encourage each other, all of that, at least to me, sounds like some of our previously mentioned things our authors were talking about, about what the church should be, what it is supposed to be, what we should strive to do and to be. I believe we find a similar kind of reference in verse 10 in the second chapter of Ephesians where it says, For we are what he has made us, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand to be our way of life. We, as the church, were created for good works. That is to be our way of life, the way of life of the church. Finally, we come to our passage from Matthew's Gospel in the fifth chapter. You are the light of the world. A city built on a hill cannot be hid. No one, after lighting a lamp, puts it under a bushel basket, but on the lampstand to give light to the whole house. In the same way, your light shines before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father in heaven. Jesus is talking here about how his followers, his disciples, how they should reflect his light to the rest of the world. But we can't reflect that light on our own. The Holy Spirit works within us to be able to reflect that light and that love of Jesus to the world. Disciples of Jesus Christ, with the help of the Holy Spirit, need to let their good works shine before the rest of the world so that others might come to faith and to praise God. Those good works may provoke some persecution, but witnessing includes more than just words. It is also action. The church, 
the disciples of Jesus Christ, through good works and the love for God and one another, is called to be the light in the world. The church is called to reflect the light of Christ to the world. And when we do those things faithfully and authentically, that's when we're able to love the church. When someone starts a new ministry or maybe even takes over an existing ministry that is in need of a change in leadership, we have an opportunity there to love the church. We can love the church there by praying for those leaders and that ministry work they are doing. We can support the ministry financially or through our time and our talents and therefore love the church. We can support those leaders in those ministries in a multitude of ways, and by doing that, we are loving the church. Anytime that we show support for each other through good works, and that includes prayer, giving of our time, talents, tithes, and more, that is when we are loving the church. When we help someone learn something new about faith, we are loving the church because anytime we do those things, we are loving the people. We are loving the people we do them with and for. And the people are the church. In the 16th chapter of Matthew's gospel, Jesus says, And I tell you, you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church and the gates of Hades will not prevail against it. The Greek word for church, and I apologize, I know my pronunciation on this is not going to be correct, but is ecclesia. In all 114 or so instances in the New Testament that uses this word, it designates a people or an assembly of people responding to the call of God in Christ. Ecclesia sometimes refers to the whole people of God, other times to just a local congregation. But in the New Testament, Ecclesia always designates a people, never the place where they meet, never a building or a structure. I pray that we all will always remember that the church is the people, not the building especially because Jesus commands us to love one another. Jesus does not command us to love a building or a structure. And also because when we find ourselves loving the building more than the people, including spending more of our time and energies on a building or structure instead of ministry and outreach to help people, that's when we have lost sight of our purpose and calling in the world. We were made for and called to do good works so that we could reflect the light of Christ with the help of the Holy Spirit to the world, that the world might give honor and glory to God. We need to let the light shine in all its glory and majesty, in the good works we do, helping to guide people to faith and grace. We are the church. We are the city on the hill. Maybe not at the moment because the ground dips here, but you know what I mean.
We need to let our light shine. Amen. If you would rise as you are able for our closing hymn, number 2073, the hymn we've been using this month, uh, Celebrate Love, um, and please rise as you are able. children of God, Jesus said, let your light shine before others so they may see your good works and give glory to your Father in heaven. May Christ, the true light, shine upon you that you may walk in righteousness all of your days. Amen.